How's it going, everybody? This is Swift Jerher, and you're tuned in to Round by Round Boxing. Hey, I'm Timothy Desert Storm Bradley, and you're watching Round by Round Boxing, baby. Check out the website, best website in boxing. Round by Round Boxing podcast here. I'm Alex Burgos, editor-in-chief of Round by Round Boxing. This is episode 12. Got my man Peter here. It's his birthday, so we got to give him a, a quick shout-out for that, for even, uh, you know, jumping on and joining us, too. So happy birthday to my man Peter here. Um, we're re really excited, man. We got Andy Vences, uh, a veteran of RBR boxing squad and, and since back in the day. And so it's great to catch up with you, man. Great to talk to you. Oh, no, thank you. Yeah, I think I first saw Peter out there in Vegas. It was one of the Pacquiao cards. Um, he interviewed me out there. But hey, bro, happy birthday. I appreciate it's it, dude. It's good to see you in the office. Yeah, it's good to see you in the office doing what you love. I mean, for my birthday, I was in the boxing gym as well. So it's good to see you, man. Appreciate that, man. Yeah, uh, tell us what's been going on, man. Uh, we haven't spoken in a while. Uh, I know a lot of things have changed. A lot of things have uh, come up for you good. Uh, I know you 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 moved on from your previous job, and now you're full-time boxing. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, yeah, lots and lots changed since I last spoke with you, just from, you know, from a long time ago, you, you know, having my draw with Eric DeLeon, and then later on in my career suffering my first defeat and you know coming back and then having a uh uh i wouldn't say a robbery decision but a controversial decision my last fight and then uh you know i just had to move on you know find a better train was gonna make me grow and um and uh yeah i was in the gym i've been in the gym about five six days a week the last eight months ever since i moved to this trainer so i was pretty much uh in the gym, just working every day on getting better. And um, yeah, just about, um, you know, a little shy of like six weeks. Um, I got a notice from my from my job, you know, I always held a job while working and uh, I got a notice from my job that they let me go. They didn't really specify for what. And then that same night, I got the opportunity to fight on Triller. So I took it as, you know, one door closed, another one open. Um, so I, I think I think everything's gonna go good this fight. I just because I'm, a, I'm like an actual full-time boxer to where my job is boxing. Like all I got to do is train and rest. Um, I'm so used to being so busy. So um, I think that's going to play a big factor leading into this fight is, you know, I've ate good. I've had my rest. I haven't had to dealt with any, uh, any drama, you know, at work, you know how it is, but, um, but yeah, things are going good. I had, I had top sparring here in the Bay area that I was um, sparring. I was sparring Victor Pasillas along with, uh, another tremendous uh, world contender named Ruben Villa. And um, I got in some rounds as well from some guy who fought my last opponent. He's from Venezuela. I guess he came up here and he's training here now. So um, he's 18 wins, one loss with 17 knockouts. So we got, we got in a lot of work with different Southpaws up here. And uh, to be honest, I, I feel more than ready. Um, I really think my opponent is overlooking me as far as thinking this is going to be like, a big night for him and all this stuff. Like, I don't think I don't think he's gonna realize it until he gets in the ring with me. Um, I'm a total different fighter from my last fight just because I changed trainers and um, it's gonna be a hold it for me. I'm actually I'm very excited. That's incredible. Yeah, you touched on a lot of stuff that you know maybe people don't know. Definitely since the last time either one of us spoke with you, uh, you know, promotional trainer, um, you know, new platform, all different types of stuff. Um, Talk to us a little bit about how the Triller thing came to fruition. I believe you're working with Peter Kahn as well. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm working with Peter Kahn, and um, that was another thing. I was just blessed that um, I guess my contract with Top Rank had ended. Uh, they hadn't complied with offering me the third fight or something like that from what Peter was saying. But uh, this was a while back, mm -hmm. but he had things working in the back. He wasn't able to tell me what was going on as far as, uh, you know, this whole trailer event, all this stuff, like, because he couldn't leak any information, but he just kept telling me, be patient, be patient. And I got to give a big um, thank you to my dad, my coach, and my wife, because um, to be honest, I was getting a little desperate, not fighting and being out of the ring so long and just working every day. Um I was giving up hopes on boxing because um, I figured, man, like, if nothing's going to happen with my career, it's all good. Like, I'll just move on. Like, you know, um, but something told me just, you know, I had a couple job offerings for a better job. Um, and just something was telling me, like, man, you can't walk away. You know, you've started since 14 years old. You've put in all this work. Like, I mean, I'm at a career-defining moment where I knew something was going to come up, I just didn't know what, right? But I'm glad I weathered the storm. I hung in there. And even me being let go from the job and me getting the opportunity, I was just super thankful. I, I stayed in the gym, stayed active, and stayed sparring and, and just, you know, done my job as a professional, staying tip-top shape. So, I feel like everything aligned itself to this moment and here I am, you know, um, you know, here I am after a lot of people think, you know, oh, Andy's done, Andy's this, Andy's that, you know, a lot of people have opinions. People are very opinionized, like, like, especially in boxing, we live in a, in a world that has both, right? You have good people and bad people, but it, it's just crazy how, you know, a lot of people have so much to say when you win a fight and so much to say when you lose a fight. You know, they could put put us up here, but at the same time, they put us down here. But I guess that's part of the sport. But um, it's just a lot to take in as a fighter when you're when you're dealing with these things, you know, every fight. But I'm glad I surrounded myself with positive people and things just worked out, and here I am, you know? Fantastic, man. That's awesome. Uh, how close were you to thinking, like, Oh man, is this is this gonna be it? You know, when like when, like when you said that you got the call saying, you know, your job was gonna let you go. You know, were you kind of thinking like, man, what do I do now? Like, uh, can I can still continue boxing, or was that never a thought? Like, it's gotta be boxing or not or bust. No, no, no. So yeah, before, this was like a long time before they let me go. I think it was when I purchased my new home and we got settled in here. I, I was just. You know, it was, it's been so long. I think it was like seven months already. I was out of the ring. I hadn't fought. And, you know, this is the thing. Working, working like 40 to 60 hour work weeks on top of training five days, five to six days. Away, hey, it's no joke. Like, like, I don't, I don't even have a life at home. Right. So I was just like, man, like how long could I do this? You know, but I was just being realistic. Like, okay. Like, the goal is to to become a world champion, climb the ranks, and get that world title shot, right? But I was just like, man, like, some I don't know. I was just, I guess I was having deep thoughts within myself every day I went to work. Like, like should I just get a good job and just be the average guy? But that was where the other side of my head was telling me, you could be like everyone else any day, like, 
so many people will want to be in my shoes at this moment, you know? And that's what had me holding back. Like, you know what? I'm just going to wait. And then my, my father and my wife and my coach were just telling me to be patient and that Peter Kahn was going to have something big, that they had all the trust in him. And they just, they just kept telling me every day to keep focused, keep focused. Uh, you know, don't walk away. Like, why would you do that? They just made me question myself a lot. Um, but I would say, I would say I was on a, I was in a very dark place. Like as far as with boxing, I was in the gym every day, but I don't think I was as motivated and as driven all crazy to, to, to push super hard. And, you know, with no fight date, that's, it's hard to stay like super motivated and driven, like fight ready. Um, when you have no fight day, you know, um, but good thing is I was sparring and I was getting pushed and sparring. So that was pushing me to elevate my game every time I was sparring. But, um, but yeah, I think I, right when I got let go, like I said, that same night I got the opportunity for the fight. So it was like an initial <laughs> shock when I got let go. Like, dude, like I just bought this home. Like I was like, dude, what am I going to do? I just got this home. Like, like I was, I was crying. Like I was crying a little bit. I was crying. I was like, I was at that company like for five years. Like I was crying. I was like, damn. Like what am I gonna do? Like now I'm for sure gonna have to walk away from boxing and find a job. Like I have to now, right? But that happened that same night, and I was just like, damn. Like I just, I just, you know, did a prayer, and I was like, dude. Like, like, this, like things like that are like unexplainable. Like, like I'm not a big, big religious person, but that's that's God's calling, bro. Like, like the way that aligned itself, the way it happened, um, even the amount of, of pay that I'm getting for this fight compared to any other fight, like this solves all problems right here. So, um, I'm just very fortunate to be in this position and, and uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm looking through my opponent, but I'm not looking past him. Um, I know what I need to do. Um, so I'm just very focused and dialed in on the game plan, you know? That's incredible, man. I just got to mention one thing. Uh, I really appreciate you you talking to us about, you know, your vulnerabilities, um, the battles that you had in your mind, because I think a lot of times fighters put up that facade and, you know, like as if things don't bother them. But like you said, the comments people make, the issues that you may go through out of the ring, those are real things. And as reporters, you know, we see a little bit more of it as, as opposed to maybe just fans on social media and whatnot, but you've always been a straight up and down guy, but even just hearing you talk right now, it's incredible to see the patience that you had, you know, the perseverance, and then now the opportunity that you have, and, and you're at the doorstep now of something huge with Triller and Peter Kahn, like you said. So, I mean, that's just a win in, in general. So congrats on that, man. That's incredible. Um, also, I want to ask you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to ask you, I know at least one or two of the fights, maybe even three. I know the De Leon fight, uh, the Albert Bell one, you felt like you got kind of like a raw deal. And like you said, maybe not a robbery, but maybe you, you should have uh, had the victory in those fights. What are you doing for this fight now with, you're with the new trainer? What are you doing for this fight to make sure that, okay, we don't go to the scorecards and it's like maybe up in the air. What, do you, what are you doing to focus in on a game plan that's going to definitely get you on top? Yeah, so with Eric DeLeon, I felt I got gypped in a way just because I outboxed the puncher, right? Mm -hmm. um, uh, Albert Bell, I, I, I felt it was a good fight. 
I felt he might have edged me a little bit. You know, fair and square. I'm not. I'm not. I never make excuses for my fights. I I win. I win them, and, and the ones that I've lost, I've lost them. Right? Whether the, my last fight was a robbery or was controversial, however it happened, I think what's this is what I this is what not that I think I know um, is different this time around, and then I'm very. Uh, I'm finally very like uh, comfortable going into a big fight like this because before I know you guys saw and everyone saw, which I'm not saying I'm not going to do that. I'm very reliant on my distance and, you know, having people at the end of my jab and, and very, very reliant on my distance where that if my distance is closed, sometimes I get lost and, you know, Andy gets smothered in and he's kind of like, you know, gets hit here and there. And it's kind of like, it's not my fight. Right. Mm. But I feel like I've been in the gym with this past trainer that I moved to. And for once now he's taught me to feel comfortable and dominant in the ring, anywhere I'm at, whether it's inside or outside. Now I'm actually blocking punches with my hands and being able to counter on the inside and the outside. So I feel now I have two of both worlds. Now the whole, the whole thing going to the scorecards or not, I think that's just going to be a matter of what happens in the fight as far as how does he, how does he plan to come at me? Because I prepare different ways for him knowing that, you know, he's very aggressive, but he also can box. So that's going to be a matter of, how susceptible he puts himself out there for me. Uh, but I just feel now, I just feel more dominant in the ring. You know, these same these same sparring partners that I sparred for this fight, I've sparred before, right? And for the first, and they're, they're real dudes. They're genuine dudes who, you know, they say the truth. They don't lie. But after this camp and sparring me the couple times they sparred, they, they, they genuinely came up to me and they said, hey, man, like, you look different, you're looking good, and you're going to be ready. Like, I've never felt you this strong and this this good. Like, and these are these are top world contender guys. So, like, and like I said, I've sparred these same guys with my past coaches, and now with the new coach, like, they even see the difference and are like, damn, like, this dude got better. Like, he just got better in his game. So, um, yeah, I just think that's going to be a big difference as far as the look. I have both a forward look now and a boxing look, and it's going to be a both worlds. It just, you know, I don't want to rush anything. My coach is very big on patience as well. So um, we have a game plan that we're going to stick to, and we know exactly what we need to do. You kind of touched on it earlier. You're fighting Jonathan Carroll. You mentioned how he's a bit of an aggressor, uh, but he can box when he wants to. Uh, his biggest win is against Scott Quigg. Uh, put on a pretty nice boxing uh uh, lesson on that one on, in that fight what uh, you kind of mentioned earlier as well that he he might be overlooking you I've seen interviews of him talking about how he wants Oscar Valdez next if he can't get Valdez he wants Jojo Diaz next uh, how do you how do you receive that like how do you, what makes you what goes through your head when you hear comments like that from him oh I just laugh like I just I can't, I can't believe he says things like that I'm like damn like like one his biggest win is against Scott Quigg. Like, that's not even his biggest win to me. Scott 
Quick had a broken jaw. Like, he was done. Give Scott Quick to me. I would have finished his ass, too. Like, that was easy. That wasn't, that was, I understand the biggest name, but I don't feel that was the biggest win. That guy was done before he fought him. Like, that, that, that's a ridiculous fight to throw out there for him. Valdez did the job for him. He damaged him, and he got the leftovers and pretty much finished that off. But, um, yeah, to just, I don't know, to just think he's even a, I spar with Oscar Valdez. He can ask Oscar Valdez himself, hey, how was Andy Vance's? He's going to tell him, hey, that's, that dude's bad. Like, we, we went at it. We went around. So Oscar Valdez knows that I'm not pushover. Oscar Valdez knocks out Carroll easy. Like, I don't even know why he would ask for that fight. That's like a one-sided fight. Like, even the odds on that fight would be crazy. That guy has no chance. He doesn't even have a puncher's chance, you know? And that's the thing. Oscar Valdez with one punch, he, he damages you. Um, I've sparred him. That that fucker hits hella hard. He's one of the hardest hitters at 130. He looks like a very small guy, but he hits tremendously hard. Um, I shared a lot of rounds with him in camp for one of his fights that he had against uh, the Argentinian guy when he won his world title, I believe. Um, but no, I just laugh. I just laugh because you know what? He's he's putting himself so high. We're going to expect something of him June 19th. And if he doesn't do everything he says that he's going to do, makes it seem like he's going to knock me out and do this and do that. Like the pressure's not on me. I'm here to execute my game plan. If he can't live up to everything he said, he's going to lose a fight. Like, I feel like he's going to lose a fight. I just know he's going to lose a fight because of what we want to do. We're just going to do it, man. It's just, uh, I don't see it happening, you know? Now you mentioned your your new trainer. Let's put a name to the uh, to the new trainer. Uh, we haven't mentioned who he is. Who are you working with now? Oh, I'm working with Charles Perales. He's not even a known trainer to the professional boxing world because, but he's been around the scene for a very long time. He's had fighters, you know, in his gym. Like, um, you know, not that he trained, but he's had media days hosted at his gym for Robert Guerrero. Back in the day, Eloy Perez. So he's been around the boxing scene for a while. Uh, he's He's been in the gym. He has an upcoming kid that he trains, that he's been training at a, at a national amateur level. Um, kind of similar to one, one of my past trainers who I had, who wasn't big in the pro scene, was uh, Gabe Flores Sr. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were downing and talking down on him when I had first came to him. But see, the thing with these type of trainers who are so involved and so dedicated initially, just like when I met Gabe Sr. initially, initially he was so involved in boxing and so dedicated that that was like an advantage for me because I was soaking up all his information and all the game he was teaching me. But just later on and, you know, later on with me and Gabe, what happened is that he just blew up thought he knew it all and that's when we kind of plateaued and things happened but um that's really why i reached out to charles because i saw he's so driven he's in the gym every single day every single year like like this guy breathes and leaves lives boxing and he's so passionate about it so that's what i needed my last trainer had a day job uh for my last fight i trained myself i trained in an apartment um, he was very paranoid of COVID. He didn't want to be around me. He didn't want to take me sparring. So technically I trained myself in my last fight, but, um, 
But yeah, this new coach, Charles Perales, he's just any day, any time for me. And I feel that's going to make a big difference. Uh, the chemistry we have, they grew over these last, I, I, and it's going to be a year in August. We're, we're short of a year, but the chemistry we grew in all these months, all these days is, is unbelievable. The confidence in one another that we have is, is, is very unique. And I think, I think there's going to be a new uh, training uh, superstar that night. I'm, I'm excited for him, you know, so it should be cool. Definitely. Yeah. We, we look forward to seeing him in action. Um, I'm going to ask you one more question before I kick it to Peter to wrap it up. But my, my last question to you would be given the platform here and talking to fans, um, getting your message out for those that may have written off Andy Vences um, by maybe not seeing you or thinking, oh, you know, well, he lost his last fight. What would you say to them and what can they expect uh, against John O'Carroll? Uh, they could expect Andy at his best, you know, a, a new and improved Andy Vences, um, calmer, smarter, and um, uh, just from everyone who's, who's pretty much doubted me or counted me out, you know, um, I'm persistent. I never give up. And thanks to my family and my circle, you know, I'm right here. But um, I'm one of the hardest workers in the game. I've always had the work ethic. I've always had the dedication. I've always had the discipline. Um, and I feel I've, uh, found the two pieces of the puzzle that I was missing. Uh, I'm a full-time boxer now and I got a coach who's dedicated in my career. So maybe this is it. Maybe this is what I needed. You know, maybe this is what I needed. Maybe I didn't need a job and maybe I needed a coach that was going to be there for me every single day, every single weekend. And, and, and this is it for me, as far as I don't have any questions, as far as my training, as far as what I did, how I rested, how I ate. You know, my wife's my nutritionist, so I'm, I'm on game. Everything's great right now. So I feel very good going into the fight all around. Gladiator, do you sound good? Uh, you know, I, every time we communicate, we talk, you know, it's always different. I'm glad to hear how, how things have been going well for you ever since the last time we spoke, man. My last question for you, man, is I know he kind of sounds like he's overlooking you, and I don't want to – and I know you're not that kind of guy that overlooks your opponents, but – with your history with Oscar Valdez, or do you see yourself, you know, kind of, you know, fight, putting yourself in that position, assuming you win, you know, to challenge him or Jamal Herring, assuming if they fight each other and, and one of them unifies the title? Hey, you know what, Peter, I always give you an answer, but, you know, I'm so dialed in on this fight. Like, I'm not even thinking nothing else. Like, I'm just, like it. my main mission right now is to go to, my, is to, go to Miami get the job done and like literally i'm coming back home like i'm not even staying out there like like even like for all the viewers like i'm not even taking my wife like i told her i'm just going to get this job done i'm coming back home like like all my focus all my attention is on this fight but when i beat him we'll talk about that um but before i let you go peter i just want to say happy birthday man i wish you the best i hope you have a great day bro I appreciate it, dude. Send my best to Stephanie. Uh, thanks for taking the time with us, man. Uh, and best of luck to you on June 19th.